are friends. Do you think we're better than ever? I think so. I do not. What? I- <laughs> Take it back. Episode 292, Palindrome today. I was listening Ooh, I to love that. an episode recently w- that we did, and I'm like, why aren't we being funny? Why are we being so serious all the time? What? I'm Don't serious, worry. Sarah. Have you listened? We are all of a sudden become mysterious pants. Oh, my God. Well, we need to get rid of that. Give me some more poo stories. Well, <laughs> the sad thing is I wanted to start with, like, a not funny story. So, Oh, no. Okay. Maybe we'll find some humor embedded in there somewhere. Well, I think we, we might not find it humorous, but we, I think a lot of people will have, like, a light bulb realization. Um, okay. I saw this thread the other day on Twitter that I keep thinking about, I keep coming back to, which I love. Okay, this guy was writing a thread, and I th- I forget what it was in response to. It was something in the news, and he was saying, you know, I used to get in my girlfriend's car, and it was n- there was never any gas. And this is right. like a running joke with men that women never fill up their gas tank. In fact, I just watched the Sebastian Meniscolo. Same, uh, same. And, you know, he mentions that. And yes, he, his totally thing was super too. funny, right? Super funny. But when he got to that, I was like, oh, okay. And it act, that reminded me of this thread. So the guy said, I used to tease my girlfriend mercilessly and really just sort of be like, come on, you know, fill up your tank. And then one day she said, you know, one of the reasons that I don't like getting gas is because every time I stop to get gas, it, there's something that makes me feel uncomfortable. That is so true. It is so true. And I've never thought about it because you oh take it God. for granted that everybody feels this way. Well, men don't. Men don't go to That's the gas so station and feel like someone might rape them or harass them or stare at them. Even in that comedy special, he talked about how when you go to a gas station and you're in a neighborhood, it is not your regular gas station that you go to. You're like on high alert, like totally. looking out, and you only you only just fill up a little bit. And that is how we feel all the time. Like At every I, gas station, every time of day in every neighborhood. Yes. I know the exact gas station that I usually stop at on my way home from the clinic. It's like, oh my God, I'm about to get on this 30 mile drive home. I got to get gas. And it's usually 930 at night Mm. and it's in Santa Ana in kind of a shady area. And I just get a little bit and I'm like, I just want to get in the car and get out of there. And you're right. It does feel like that. And even in a gas station in my neighborhood, in this, you know, nice suburban neighborhood, you think like I've totally had guys do absolutely weird things like i mean it's just annoying sometimes it's annoying stuff like the other not that long ago i was i was at a gas station and the pump wasn't working and i came out there and the guy was like well did you try you know he basically named all the things that i had already done he actually do yes i did that yeah Mm. he actually me and i was like well, if you guys are just going to stand here with your dicks in your hands, yes. I'm just going to do something else. And I actually said that, and I like went somewhere else because it was like they were just standing around there staring at me, not even offering any help. I'm like, this is always uncomfortable. Well, and then, God forbid, I do something like check my oil, and then they have to be like, oh, do you need help? Do you need that? Uh, uh. I'm like, shut I'm up. Impressed there was a Saturday Night Live thing. Well, yeah, you know, you got to. Um, <laughs> well, now I have a car that just tells me. But there was a Saturday Night Live skit that la- on last week that was uh, – 
talking about like being a woman and having un having men just come up and talk to you regardless of like you having headphones in or yeah. like you're sitting on a beach trying to meditate and they'll come next to you and be like oh uh. you know, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up and and i was just laughing because i'm like oh my god every single woman knows exactly what this is and all the guys are probably like what i don't get it why is yeah. this funny you know yes and i well, welcome to our life Right, because even if you don't feel threatened, even if there's no sense of, like, danger, I know, for me, you always feel like you're on display when you're pumping your gas. Whether it's the people driving by or the person in the the pump across from you, there's a sense of you're being leered at, there's the gaze, and it's not pleasant. There have got to be articles on this and other people who have, like... I know. You know. Once I read it, read the thread, I was like, of course. Why didn't I ever put this into words? And I told Adam about it, and he's like, oh, my gosh. I had never thought about that. I will always get gas for you. Oh, my <laughs> God. I just Googled why women don't like going to the gas station, and this article came up from ravishly.com. No idea what that is. But it says, dear men, please stop approaching women at gas stations. Yes. Yeah, so this is a thing. Okay. That's great because – now we know that our experiences are valid and other people are having them and that's empowering oh my god that's great i know right it really made me think although i the sebastian comedy special was so freaking great so good i love him he's phenomenal and you know what's so weird is that usually i am not one who likes comedy where it's like kind of physical in a way and he does use a lot of that where but (laughs) i can't i love every single uh uh special he's done i love does he not remind you of kenny santucci oh totally yeah they're two Uh, well and that's that's really funny because that is who i talked about when land and i were watching it i was like this is totally like like kenny like we were Mm -hmm. talking about at dinner the other night about like summer camps where he's like i'm not going to summer camp my parents love me they're not sending me away why am i gonna go camping sleep in a tent i got a house right his reactions to people too where he's just like where the fuck are you going i forget what that is even reference to but he was that's kenny is just like where do you think you're going what are you doing right right Um, it's totally true well one thing i'm definitely doing is buying crap on instacart now oh my god so this service and you should download the app uh, is life-changing. I ordered stuff. They have all different places you can order from. So they had CVS. They had Ralph's, which is our grocery store. They have um, Whole Foods. So I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood for some brie. You know how I get about cheese. And so oh, yeah. I went on there and chose specialty cheeses <laughs> that I wanted. It was it at my door within an hour. Ooh. And I couldn't believe Adam was like, it's here already. It was like the craziest thing. And I am so impressed with how you can choose like whatever store you want. And it's so easy. And they, like I said, they can deliver in as little as one hour at it, or you can pick a time that works with your schedule. So like today I already have it in my cart. I'm getting tampons. (laughs) Oh, well, good. That's an important thing to order. Because I was one of those people that ran out and, uh, I didn't have my subscription going. And so I was like, okay, well. I'm going to order from Instacart. So basically you just download the app or you can go to instacart.com. I've used both the website and the app and they're both super easy. You just shop the groceries you need. And then, like I said, within an hour or um, 
you know, you can schedule a time. They keep the hot items hot and the cold items cold. Try oh, Instacart nice. and you get $10 off your first order. To get the limited time offer, go to instacart.com or download the mobile app and enter promo code BRAINCANDY at checkout. I used our code even. And that's $10 off your first order today at instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to enter our code BRAINCANDY, instacart.com or through the mobile app with your code BRAINCANDY at checkout. That is fun. I love stuff like that. Can't be easier than that. <clears throat> yeah, I love convenience. Does that go without saying? Okay. Yeah. Who's like, mm, I'm not. <laughs> no, I like to be uh, put out. Okay. <laughs> so let me go through this. Let me find this on my phone. I have this little chart. My husband is British. And so sometimes we're separated by a common language. And mm-hmm. I saw this thing that... I thought was funny, and I wondered if you would agree. Let me find it. Okay, so it's this little chart that I saw on Twitter, and it said half of Americans wouldn't be able to tell that a British person is calling them an idiot. Oh, oh, fun. They named these phrases that British people say to kind of be condescending and wanted to see, like, do Americans get it? Okay. (laughs) And we don't. don't. I love these kind of things. So the first one I would definitely not have gotten, which was, they start the sentence with the greatest respect. So they'll say, with the greatest respect, blah, 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 about whatever. Uh-huh. I've never heard this. I feel like this is the same as Southern people going, well, bless, bless her your- heart. <laughs> uh-huh. The next one was, I'll bear it in mind. And What? That, that just me- sounds like polite. Right. And so you had to choose. Does that mean they've forgotten it already? Or that they will probably do it. I'll bear it in mind. Well, and I British people was, knew. I'll, they'll probably do it. Right, me too. Well, oh, the not. next one was I hear what you say. And you're supposed to say whether it means I disagree and do not want to discuss it further or I accept your point of view. Well, now I think it's I disagree and I do not want to discuss right. it further. But who knew? Who knew? And then the last one I get, which is you must come for dinner. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's insulting? Apparently, because Adam was like, yeah, it's just that it's to be polite. They don't mean it. Oh, my God. And when we were in England, there was this family um, that was related to one of Adam's relatives. And they were so nice. And they kept saying, we're not just saying this. You guys should come over. And I thought, why do they keep saying we're not just saying this? But I think that's why. That is why. Oh, my gosh. That's interesting. I wonder what we do in the United States that are like, I guess we do like the make the plans, you know, at the very end of the night. Oh, my God. You have to come with us. But I always mean it. (laughs) Yeah, you do. We're also, we're a literal people. I really want to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like it's probably one. And I sober up and I'm like, whoa, what did I disagree to? Oh, yes. That I have done. Tipsy plan making. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. A mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when I read the list to Adam, he thought it was very funny because he oh, my knew gosh. exactly what that was saying. There's some show on Netflix that's all about like English manners. And I've seen that one. That's fun. It's, uh, yeah, I was uh, thinking you would James like Corden that. is in that. I think. Yes, it yes, is funny. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they have. They do have a way with words. I will oh, say. my gosh, Sue. Speaking about Netflix documentaries, I watched the Fire Island one. Oh, yeah. The, um, Holy Fire shit. Fest. I watched it last night with Landon. We were both... I, I had no idea. 
What did you, cause I, mean, I watched the Hulu one. So what was the Netflix one like? Oh, that's right. Wait, did you say the Netflix one was done by the people from? <gasps> yes. That's right. So it's Dude. more sympathetic okay, towards so that Billy I got, guy. Okay. It was like, it was like watching a cult leader. Mm-hmm. Get, like convince a bunch of people that this was a good it was insane it's funny you say that because somebody on twitter wrote hey yeah tw- uh fire fest 2019 is going to be in jonestown guyana this year <laughs> because God, it's very great. much like yes, what you're saying it really is and Suze, like i made it you know i was i was kind of like making a joke but not really that oh i can't believe you know like people who are uh you know pedophiles get less time or whatever he didn't get enough i know I he know. ended up only getting six years, dude. Yeah. The what that guy did, mm-hmm. he ne- it should be way more than that. Well, he screwed, and they went through the dollar amount that he owns uh, owes the day laborers in the Bahamas. Yeah, that's like one point three million dollars. That's that the they saddest part that they got I bamboozled. Mean, oh my god, I couldn't even believe the shit that he did. And that, like, up until the very night before, he's like, no, no, it'll be fine. This guy was out of his goddamn mind. Yeah. It, and, and the whole time, the, I'm like, this is just a narcissist. This is a narcissist. Yes. Well, on the Hulu doc, Billy participated in that Hulu doc. He was paid. Oh, my God. So that's controversial because they paid him to participate. But it was interesting because when they interviewed him, they did not pull it. They did not hold back. And he was he looked like a fool well yeah and i think the kind of person who like he wants to talk about himself the part that i was so shocked about so he gets caught and he's arrested for fraud and all this other stuff and then he's out on a he gets post bail and it's a three hundred thousand dollar bail he goes straight to a penthouse apartment where he gets another guy to start another company called vip events or something like that where he emails all the same people who were on the contact list all everybody who had purchased the fire festival tickets he starts emailing them isn't it like, insane vip tickets to the victoria's yeah. secret thing they're like, still doing that, it uh, there's he was still doing it yeah and i'm like dude you, why they didn't like give you more time for doing that exact thing while you were out on bail that's absolutely insane insane <laughs> i love when there's you get no worked up. way that this guy is not at, at, like and I, you know landon said he's like he's going to be just like you know and he meant rattled off a few other names of these guys who you know have been have gone to jail three times for the same kind of stuff yeah he'll do it again too oh a hundred million percent he might as he might just change his name i hope he does he won't because he's a narcissist it's the same reason that they oh you know. you're totally right but uh, one thing that we should do again is talk about Fabletics. Yes. Oh, my God. I love them. Nobody rocks athleisure like Sarah either. That I will say that is true. That <laughs> It's true. Like every time you post a picture with your leggings or your workout gear, I'm like, dang, I would work out oh, more if I could rock it I like looked that. so cute at my hot yoga class yesterday in my matching crop top and pants. Right. Oh, my God. I didn't even care that I was sweating through them. I felt like I was better at yoga because I was the cutest one in there. 
I love and that's that. not important, but it sort of is. It's well, I think it does encourage people to be more active if they feel yes. like they look cute and they, yes. you know, can wear a fun outfit. Um, For Fabletics, like a really good price. That's right. That's what's so cool is that this. Fabletics is the one-stop shop for affordable athletic wear. They have yoga stuff, gym gear, all this stuff. I just bought another pair of pants that aren't leggings, but they're cute little joggers with pockets. I'm going to post a picture of it. They're so adorable. Ooh, adorable. And you get free shipping on all orders of $49 or more. Um, and there's no commitment to do a, a monthly purchase or anything like that. All the designs are done in-house. And the, like Sarah said, the best part is the deals that you can get. Like really good prices on stuff that the competitors would charge an arm and a leg for. And I love that best of all. Plus, they have a special deal for our listeners. Basically, you can go on Fabletics and get two leggings for only $24. I text my sister. I'm like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you can get two leggings for only $25, $24. It's a $99 value if you sign up for uh, to be a VIP. And for me, it's like... Just do it. Go get that deal. Oh, and here's so how you I do, do it. Go to fabletics.com slash brain candy. And then that deal will, will pop up. You can get those two leggings for only 24 bucks. And then there's no commitment or anything. Just go check them out. I, I'll post some pictures of me in the various pants I bought, but they are all really nice, really high quality. I love the high-waisted. Go to fabletics.com uh, slash brain candy to get that deal. And Sarah, post some pictures. Why are you hiding them? I know. I have to. I'm I'm waiting. I'm like always sitting there like, why is she not selfie? I need Adam and his fancy camera. (laughs) We all need that. That is life changing. I mean, that guy has a gift. Whatever. I I can't go without a filter now. I'm like, this is my life now. I'm just this person that doesn't exist on these pictures. I I I love it though. You look amazing in every single one. Um, okay, let me move on to my, unless you have something, I will move on to my next, uh, rant. Um, okay, let me see. Oh, I did read an article about the minimalist design movement. You know how, like, everybody's into that same look of, like, everything's white. Scandinavian. Are you into that? Yes, it's like a Scandinavian look. Yeah, and I guess it works with the mid-century modern thing that everyone's yes, got sure going does. on. But you're more into like the article that I was reading sort of was joking about how everyone has shipboard, which you is oh, that, am yeah. I even saying that right? Yeah, the shiplap. Yeah. Shiplap, thank you. Yes. Yeah, yes. what and so how does that cuz it's like more of a farm thing though. Right, what? that was made popular by um oh, what are their names? Yeah, the Gaines. Yes, Chip yes, and they made Joanna. they made that real popular. Yeah, so that that's that that's well, where that started. One theory was that this movement towards minimalist design um, was sort of ushered in by the 2008 recession. Oh, yeah. um, that before in the early aughts, there was a lot of um, heavy brand name stuff. Like everything had the name of. Fendi or whatever, which is now mm-hmm, coming back mm-hmm. in uh, in fashion. But then when everyone lost all their money, it became kind of gauche to brag about how much you had. Yeah. And so everybody yes. started scaling down. And then they were talking about how millennials really prefer to see, for example, exposed brick 
and you know those yeah. Edison light bulbs that are like old timey, mm-hmm. and they claim that the reason is because that means you're not hiding anything, that oh. you can see the brick, you can see the inside of the light bulb, and it signals trust. So they prefer businesses that have that a- aesthetic because it it reinforces their sense of like, well, they're being open and honest with me. Interesting. What do you think of that? I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. You know, I think it's like anything that, that everything ebbs and flows. And anytime you get like that over the top kind of look of like in the 90s did feel like that. Yeah. Just things were often like over design. Bedazzled. And, yeah. It was like too much. And so then it goes back to, you know, and it's interesting because we're having the opposite in fashion. Mm-hmm. Or I was listening to something that said women's fashion is so much more fun now because it's all about different like textures and sequins and velvet and all these like fun patterns and all this stuff where 10 years ago it was really minimalist and women's clothes were very, it was going through this very like minimalist kind of thing. Yeah. And now it's, it's going the other direction, but it yeah, almost is the I- opposite of what fashion is doing so people are doing these really minimalist looks in their homes and that's becoming real popular and i think that's that that you know the instagram and pinterest and all those things like we like the clean look and everything kind of creates like these these i don't know yeah anything that will look good in a picture is going to be popular for a while because that's what sells now and what's important is that space on getting your eyeball getting the attention of your eyeballs um Mm. but i Mm -hmm, went to mm -hmm. ikea the other day and you know when you first walk in and they'll have like a living room set up right there on the main floor and Mm -hmm. it was that like grandma style floral and i was like oh it's coming Mm-hmm. It's coming back. All those kind of old-timey things that we think are old-fashioned are coming back. Oh, I love all that stuff. Like, that. I know exactly that, that print you're talking about. You know, everything used to be like that. And then everyone rejected it and was like solid colors and everything has to be classic. And then now it's time for the mm-hmm. cycle to go back. Mm-hmm. But all that stuff people are getting rid of and like sending to Goodwill, it'll just, it, that was my, my mom's argument. It'll come back in style, but I'm like, it's always different when it comes back. You got to get rid of it. It is with the exception of like, you know, those classic. Well, yeah. Like if you have a, well, we didn't, it was all garbage. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you have a fancy item, you could save it and it'll be vintage, but yeah, let's just face facts. Pegmeister doesn't have anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going on at Peg's house. The other day I took out of my closet one of my favorite dresses to wear on a rainy day with some leggings or tights. And it is a vintage Banana Republic dress that my mom owned when I was like five. And wow. I and it is still super cute. No. Really good quality. N- nothing like it's still like it's, you know, brand new. And I'm like, man, this is, you buy quality stuff. The dress probably cost me like, or not me, my mom, like maybe like, I don't know, at the time, like 50 bucks and maybe even less, but you know, would be the equivalent of like, I don't know, 80 bucks now. And does this item fit you? Yes. Perfect. Oh my God. See, you had a good mom in that department because she was so stylish or is so stylish and Mm -hmm. knows a lot about trends and you reap the benefits. 
I was, and the only thing I didn't enjoy was that she has a teeny tiny foot and really nice taste in <sighs> shoes. And so I never got to wear what any of the same shoes. What size did she wear? Like a six and a half or six. No. Yeah, teeny tiny baby feet. And I'm like, dang, I couldn't wear it. By the time I was 11, I could already not fit into all of her fancy shoes. Yeah, so. that would be sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're all going in the trash and they're real nice. Pegmeister only wears um, Uggs. Yes. You know? Even yes, in the summer. Uggs. And yes. Gretchen, my sister and I are always like, oh, that is so weird. Yeah, she wears, <laughs> even in this hot L.A. weather when she visits, Uggs every day. She dresses day. like a college girl from San Diego. She really does. They always wear jean shorts and Uggs. I don't think they would like her tie-dye jean, shirts. Jean skirts. Maybe, maybe San Diego and the hippie and the... In Remember the when Peg was walking around out here and they asked, somebody asked her if she had any pot? <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best. <laughs> And she was so outraged. I'm like, Mom, look in the mirror, lady. Yeah, come on. You really don't know you're where wearing, came you're from. You're wearing tie-dye. What do you expect? Right. Um, that is so funny. There was this thing that I saw that I know would interest you, which is there's these weird tree circles in Japan. What? They look like those, you know, corn ones. What yeah. are they called? Crop uh, circles. Uh, crop circles. But it's trees. What? And like made out of trees or the trees are knocked down? Made out of trees. Oh. And when I first saw it, I was like, this is going to be so spooky. But then it wasn't. It was just, oh. um, <laughs> but it's really cool to look at. You should look at it. Um, they are these concentric circles that were, um, the trees were planted in 1973 as a part of a project. And they were planted 10 degrees apart, you know, like as in a circle mm-hmm. degrees. And so they're beautiful from the view in the sky. Um, and the article was so short and it didn't really say what their intention was when they did it. It was some sort of agriculture program. Must have been to figure out something about ecosystems. Mm-hmm. But what, I don't know. It's just an odd thing to do without explaining <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It would freak you out if you just saw it and didn't know. Yeah, that would be really weird. I mean, it looks beautiful, but I wonder what their goal was. Right, like, to me, that would seem too uh, orchestrated to be effective in terms of an ecosystem situation. Because otherwise, trees would do that on their own. Right, and then if you're going to make go to the effort, like I wonder how long it took to map out and plot where all of those trees were going to be, and if it would have been faster to just I don't know plant a thousand of them, yeah, in not so systematic way, than really work hard to plant a hundred of them in a very. They, there must have been some sort of like idea that this would be degree, helpful. Yeah, something like I don't know who knows, but I know. It's, and it's, it's an like odd thing. In the middle of nowhere. Right. And then I saw this thing about how in Saudi Arabia, if you, fly, if you use Google Earth on this particular desert area, you can see these gorgeous designs that are humongous of, they call them gates, but they're just uh, rock wall creations mm. that are... Do you, think, do you think maybe those were used to navigate... They said that they were used, um, they were designed to usher animals, I don't know, camels or what, uh, in and to slaughter them 
Oh God. Yeah, That's... it was grim, but yeah, it was the the structures are really beautiful, and especially from the sky. But they're mm. so old; they're just unbelievably old. I can't even remember how long. But it, you just think, wow, these, it's almost like the um, what's the one in England, uh, Stonehenge. Yeah, where you just think, how did they do this, and how did it last Still so long? Know. That kind of thing. Right. That's interesting oh. to me. That reminds me of those Nazca lines that are in Brazil that we talked about a long time ago where the dr- truck driver drove over them. Oh, yes. Remember that? <laughs> ruined right, all of them. Ruined everything. He, he took a detour because he thought he was taking a shortcut. Um, drove over this, like, ancient, you know. Cuckoo. Yeah. Man. They really should have blocked that off. Yeah, no joke. And um, then it makes me wonder, like, what other weird stuff have people done that is, like, supposed to be viewed from the sky that's just, like, buried or we don't know about? A lot, probably. A lot. Yeah, no joke. Like, different cultures and different... Um, I want to talk about that razor controversy. Oh, yes. Um, let's. Before well, we do, I want to say yeah. that I got a new razor and Sarah is going to love it. I can't wait to give it to you. Remember when we went to dinner yeah. and I meant to bring you yeah, a set? What? It's called Flamingo. And oh, yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah, and I knew Sarah would be super into it because I know you f- get frustrated with, you know, your hair growth and removal and all the processes. I do. It's to the do. worst. It is. It, and it's a pain for all, all anyone that, that has to do it. And Flamingo is so great. They have this really beautiful um, shave set. And I was so impressed with it that, well, like when I first learned to shave, my mom basically didn't teach me anything. And it was just like, yeah, just do it. I didn't know you were supposed to use soap or shaving cream or anything. I did it raw. And so like the other day I was in a hurry and I had to shave my pits super fast with no water or anything. And even that was so smooth. (laughs) I was like, I can't wait to tell Sarah about this. It's like, if you can do it dry, that's saying something. You shouldn't do that, but I was in a, mm-hmm. a pinch. But anyway, they have really nice uh, five-blade cartridges that come with them. They have really nice foaming shave gel with aloe in it, body lotion. It's a beautiful set, and you can get your set with all the shave essentials from Flamingo, the brand that Vogue, Glamour, Well, and Good, and Fast Company are all talking about. It's a $22 value for just 16 bucks plus free shipping today when you visit Shop flamingo.com slash brain candy that's uh visit shopflamingo.com slash brain candy to give it a try and sarah i will i bought you one and i will give it to you oh good you I will love that. it yeah hair removal sucks it so sure does. you gotta find the right thing to make that nice mm-hmm. yeah. okay uh yeah what do you think of that gillette controversy uh with the men's com- razor commercial the thing I'm most upset about is that we're calling it a controversy. Well, it was. Because, like... Not to me, y- but... Right. I wa- we, my supervisor played that commercial in our supervision because she's like, this is, you know, kind of how we were talking last episode about that toxic masculinity stuff and, you know, what men have, are dealing with right now. And I feel like this is just a really important reminder and kind of, you know, I saw somewhere it was like, Nobody asked for this. And I was like, people don't need to ask for it to do the right thing. Well, the thing that got me was that men were saying, like, how would women like it if commercials told you how to be? And we were like, 
Uh, they do that all the time. You mean every commercial ever? Right. Saying that I'm not good enough as I am. Oh my God, exactly. Right. Like my eyelashes well, all, aren't all, good enough. And it's not saying, it's not saying like, you're doing so bad. It's like, look, this is what's going on and let's... Let's be better. Do better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just being honest, you know? You can't say that these things aren't happening. I mean, it's, I can understand an argument saying that the commercial missed the mark in, in terms of messaging. And I've read pieces where they compared it to the Colin Kaepernick Nike ad, which was so inspiring, whereas this was more condemning. And I can see maybe that argument being like, eh, they could have made it a little bit more positive. But I think the message was important. And I think sometimes you have to be, you know, it's sometimes you being too gentle is is not getting the message across. Like mm-hmm. there's this other ad out there, commercial, I don't know what it's for, but it's it's a woman who's in a box or like a room out in the middle of some, you know, metropolitan city and she's going through opioid withdrawals. Okay. And she's like put herself in this box so that people can see what it's like to with to go through withdrawals and to do all that. And the whole thing is like I'm going to pull back the curtain on what this really looks like to show people. And you kind of have to to I don't know whether it's like be brutally honest or just, yeah, sometimes that's the most effective way to show people is just... Yeah, to, because, like, we've been sugar-coated. Like, you can only do it the, like, okay, let's be better. Okay, like, you know... Yeah, the inspiring thing. Yes, mm-hmm. and eventually you're just going to be like, look! <laughs> pull it together! Get that, pull it together! Be better! Right. Do better! I'm interested to see what happens because, you know, Nike had great success and their sales went up. So I'm wondering if this will have the same. I don't know. But, you know, maybe it'll be, it's like that, uh, I don't know. Don't you feel like when the, a lot of people protested the NFL, like burned all the Nike shoes and all that stuff, you saw all those. So I feel like sure. if, you, if you put the wrong attention on it and people look at, uh, you know, start uh, retweeting and and... and showing all all how people are upset about it then then it's easy to think that it did it wasn't effective but if you show the right stories then maybe it will be yeah whatever we'll we give attention to you know hmm. right well anyway i wanted to- i would be interested to know what little boys think of it because oh. we're hearing a bunch of 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 responses from like white men on their keyboards Right, 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 right. And, like, I want to know what a seven-year-old on the playground, like, what he thinks about this. Like, that one scene where the dad's grabbing the little boy's arm and running towards the bullies to try to break up the fight. I just loved that. I thought that was really powerful imagery of, like, the dad also involving the son in it. It's like, let's go together and save them. Yeah. I mean, this is so foreign to me because the men that I am around are not people who believe in that kind of masculinity or practice yeah. that kind of display. So it's hard for me to believe that people would want that, but this is most of America. So, I mean, it's not a small number of people who really like traditional gender roles and, you know, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I have uh, a story that I read that was so interesting in the New Yorker, and yes. I wanted to get your opinion on it because you you will definitely um, have. I, I suspect I know, but it's about um, people living with dementia, and I okay. mean we all know that how painful that is for family and you know the caregivers and things. Mm-hmm. And it was describing uh, the sort of history of treatment for people with this problem and how they used to not know what the heck to do with these people. And so they would restrain them and then eventually that seemed too barbaric. So then they started giving them tranquilizers, you know, as a way to just keep them under control. And now, of course, there are these alternative methods where you can be in a community of other people with dementia and they simulate like real life. So they create a grocery store where they can go and kind of pretend to buy groceries. They don't know they're pretending. Um, oh, I love that. They'd create a little town, and the town even has bus stops where people will go because they think they want to go home, right? So they'll sit oh. at the bus stop, and then eventually they'll forget why they're there, and they'll move on and do something else. But the bus stop is there, to, and then they can even get on the bus, which is pretend, and it has videos that act like a landscape is passing them. And oh it's God, soothing to this. them. Okay, I, I wondered if you would love it. Because the question was, really is do. it ethical to lie to patients? In this case, they're essentially lying to them. I don't think it's... I don't know if it's lying to them. I think it's going with... It's kind of like... Okay, so I've heard that um, in training... Uh, hospital staff and people who are working with these people, they use improvisational comedy techniques where it's like, yes, yes and, yeah. yes, and, go and they it. go with whatever the story, the person, mm-hmm. because it creates so much confusion and yes. awful feelings when you try to, like, their mind doesn't know. They yes. believe they're there. So it's almost cruel to be like, nope, you are not 14. Nope, this is not your neighborhood. That causes feelings of like panic and. Yeah. So, to me, this is a no brainer. No brainer. I called, think it's fantastic. They're referring to it as compassionate deception. I, it's fan, it's great. Yeah. I think it's, it's wonderful. It's, there are all those safeguards in place. I think that's what it should be. It creates normal living. It's got to be easier for the employees and the workers because there's not, the, the problem comes when that, then when things do co- become confusing for yes. them. Mm-hmm. That's I, the trauma. I love this. And this reminds me of a, a wonderful story I heard on, I think it was This American Life about a town in, I think it's somewhere in Scandinavia or some like Finland or Norway, something like that. But it's a town where almost everybody living there has a, some sort of like psychological disorder. And mm. the, the, town, the people who are in that town take in these people and like they're almost like, a, a, what do you call it? when you're a student, like for, like an exchange student kind of thing, but they have them in their home and some of them stay for like 20 years. And a lot of them are families that had children who, um, you know, had schizophrenia or whatever it is. And now they just want to help this community. And it's an entire community that understands the majority of the population here are mentally disturbed and it, it functions great. Everybody's easygoing. They understand like what's going on, and the people are healthier there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's just a town that caters where there's no questions. It's not a bunch of people wondering, like, what's going on. So I think when you create an environment where everybody's like, yep, this is how it is. This is the deal here. And these people just get to live their lives all happy. Like, who are we to say what's real and what's not real? I mean, we know that everything, like, our brains tell us what's real and not real. And if that tells you, like... Just let them yeah, live, I totally agree. As long as they're healthy and yes. taken care of, then there is no nothing unethical about it. In fact, I'm it, super into this. Yeah, me too. And it would probably and they have these. Um, they let family members and friends record audios for them to listen to, and it simulates a phone call, so they think they're talking on the phone. And yes. even if their partner were to die, they can still listen to that recording, and so. They don't have to be retold all the time that so and so died. They can just listen oh. to the message and everything. Yeah, very cool. That's I'm into it, and I'm, I I mean I would like I would like to hear the arguments against it long term and like right at, like if you look at the health, the you know there, I would even imagine that the cost of other medical expenses go down. Absolutely, of course. Compared you know. to whatever they were doing before, goodness. Yes. Another thing that we're into is saving money, which you can do if you go to thezebra.com. I am really into this service. It is essentially kayak for auto insurance. So oh. you can go in there. I did the, the quiz. You take five minutes and just put in your info, like here's what kind of car I have, here's you know where I live. And then they tell you the best plan that you can get from all the nation's top, you know, auto insurance providers. And the best part is they don't sell your information to spammers. Oh gosh. Because that is the worst part where like you think you're just checking prices and then you get calls for three years. Yes, I am that's not what we were talking that. about before about yeah. them using those things. Right. And it's just an honest way to compare car insurance quotes from all the top providers at once. And you can go today and start saving at thezebra.com slash brain candy. That's thezebra.com slash brain candy spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash brain candy. I did it and they found a, a plan that was cheaper than the one I'm, uh, I had been using. So I was like, wow, this is easy and effective. So there you go. Nice. Um, we love saving money over here. I do. And I just like being a smart consumer. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So I agree with you that I, that's a good Wait, point. Wait, but where do you go to get this stuff? I told you the zebra.com slash brain candy. Oh, okay. I'm making sure. <laughs> you don't want people to miss out. <laughs> slash, I don't want to miss out. <laughs> She's like, like oh, I haven't down. heard about this one. I needed to go check up on that. <laughs> right. Cause you know what it is like when you just have a system in place and you don't know, you, you should check every once in a while, make sure you're getting the best deal. Yes. Um, I read this, or actually it's a video from New York Magazine, and it was about a woman who has, it's essentially a superpower where she can see more colors than the average eyeball. Oh. It's fascinating. Okay. We've talked about this before, about how like music and being able to hear yeah. different things and, you know, and okay. How does she know that she can see more colors? I guess... I don't know how she discovered that she was different, but she can see 100 million different colors. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> I want to dissect her eye. <laughs> right. I don't know what it is about her eyeball 
that is different. Wow. But she, of course, is an artist. You can yeah, imagine. because why? You can't not be. Right. You, like, you can't do anything else, lady. Like, your job yeah. is to be an artist. So she paints these beautiful paintings. But she was describing even um, just going out into the snow, which looks white to us. It looks like oh. a rainbow. <gasps> oh, it's just my color God. everywhere. I'm so jealous. I'm I so know. jealous. I know. I'm She's so living jealous. the I'm life. Not. Oh, my God. And like she said, rain is the same way. Everyone else says it's so gray and dreary. For her, it is like there's rainbow-colored water everywhere. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I have a friend who's an amazingly talented artist who's all self-taught, and she does these really intricate pictures of waves like water that you can't tell the difference between the photograph and the acrylic painting, and they're huge. They're like six feet by four feet, and they're up in all these like, you know, retail stores in Newport Beach. These people buy them because they're phenomenal, and she's, like I said, all self-taught, and I am convinced that she has something like this where she can see the layers and things because she goes to paint a cloud and I don't even know what the hell she's looking at. And I'm she does mm. like videos online of the step-by-step, like, um, you know, the process that she does. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you are actually looking at the world different than me because I don't understand how you got these layers out of this. And she's like, you know, you just see how like the different layers in the sky. And she says it like, Everybody like it's should, obvious. Like it's obvious. And I'm like, I know that you see the world different. Wow. And like people like that just really impress me. And I think that is so cool. And I know. That, remember how you were saying on another episode, like it's kind of a new thing for us to think that we should be um, doing a career that like inspires us and is like yes. our life's purpose yes. and how that's kind of a new thing. But, you know, I was thinking about that a lot, especially after listening to the episode, thinking like, is it a new thing? Or are the people who have been successful and the people who have had, like, joyful, rich lives always kind of done things like this? Because I think artists of the days, they may, it's maybe doesn't translate into, like, wealth or, you know, quote-unquote success as we define it. Yeah. But I think those that people who are doing things in line with their passions. Oh, no, I love that. I love yeah. that concept. I didn't mean to say that I think that that's... I mean, that's what I'm doing. Right, right. Um, no, and I... Yes, of course. But I do think but it's maybe a newer it's been thing. happening. Yeah. Yeah, where people... We're just kind of like, again, discovering that, oh... It can happen and you can do it. It can happen and also it's better. Well, that's for sure. It's definitely better if you can find a way to monetize the thing that you enjoy doing. Yes. Yeah, but it is probably that, rare. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and also... Because so many things are becoming automated and and machines are taking over, like I read this book, uh, what was it called? It was something about the the left the right brained mind or like how we're mm-hmm. entering a, a world where these like you know sort of like left handed style skills are are becoming more necessary. How we're moving away from like machines and and more of this uh uh, like industrial revolution into this new revolution that's more creative and more like um just different like the the jobs out there and the 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 kind of of ways that are are uh, i don't know like uh 
the work that is needed is is very different. Yeah. And so it it almost like the the work that we need caters to that more creative imaginary thinking. Everything's more conceptual. Everything's more like ideas and and creative stuff. Even just like design and you know you yeah, design a chair. Definitely, it's been a totally shift. different. Yes, totally different how you would design a chair now versus how you design a chair 50 years ago. Although, like, when you see, like, the Ames chair and all that stuff, you think, wait, I feel like they did the best job already. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally true. Like, when it was just sort of streamlined and made to look yeah, beautiful yeah. but functional and simple, it's like, hey, we're on to yeah. something with that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, this lady that can see all the colors, she was saying that she actually gets exhausted, as you might imagine from all the input and so sometimes Mm. she has to close her eyes and even then she still sees color i wonder what her dreams are like oh probably crazy yeah she says she likes to wear the color black oh and white interesting yeah yeah she keeps it real like simple with her own dress and what she wears i wonder if she has difficulty matching black and black since yeah because it might not look like mm -hmm. we might not notice the differences in the tone but she's like oh one is super light and one super dark i can't wear those together i know you'll love this her um partner is colorblind (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) that is super cool why i know it's so funny like i know what you're gonna love but i don't know why you love it (laughs) <laughs> right. I don't know why I love it either. That's super cool. There I was, wonder- uh, uh, I was super interested in this a while back. So the NFL took into consideration colorblindness a couple years ago. They were doing these, um, wow. these Thursday night games where they would call them like color rush games or jerseys. And it was really just an opportunity for the teams to come out with a different color and then get people to buy a different, sure. you know, jersey. Um, but so they would have these like kind of different colors on Thursday nights. And they noticed that um, they were getting a lot of like write-ins from people saying, uh, I can't differentiate between the two teams because they would have a brown uniform and a green uniform and people who were colorblind couldn't see the difference. And so they had, they met with like uh, people in like optometrists or people in the eye world and they made it they made it so that no two teams playing against each other would have conflicting jerseys for people who were colorblind. Wow. It wasn't even a problem until they, you know, realized it was a problem. And they were like, oh, wait, they can't tell the difference. And so that goes across the league. Yeah. Nobody can have that. No, they, they make sure that the color, the people playing against, you can differentiate between the two teams if you are colorblind. Dang. Yeah. I can see that being a real problem. <laughs> and then I told my friend who was colorblind and also a sports fan about this. And he was like, yeah, I don't, I, okay. <laughs> I'm like, don't, this, this is a big deal. That's don't so you funny. see they, they're doing this for you? Right. That's he, like, so didn't funny. Care. Well, I mean, I know one thing that if you can smell good, you want to smell good. Yes. <laughs> who doesn't? I was trying to do like a sensory shift there in the uh, conversation we were talking about sight now we're talking about smell okay um (laughs) if you if you want to smell amazing and who doesn't then try scentbird because here's what's fun about it you get a sample size they call it that but it's really you know 
quite big. Like it lasts a long time for me. Um, each month you can pick out the fragrance that you want. And here's why it's cool. Like, let's say Sarah's wearing a scent, which happens all the time. And I'm like, what is that? I love it. And then she tells me, and then I can try it and see if it works with my, you know, what do you call that? Pheromones or whatever. Yes. Yes. yes, And so you don't have to commit to a giant bottle that you may or may not like. You can try it out, see if you really love it. And that's really fun. Plus you can do variety. That way you have different scents. You can take um, your pick and you can travel with it, which is so nice. I never used to bring perfume because there was no real good way to do it. Mm-hmm. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month of Scentbird today. That's only seven fifty for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash brain candy and use our code brain candy for 50% off your first month. Again, that's S C E N T bird.com slash brain candy for your uh, to try your first perfumer cologne for just seven fifty. Sign on and smell amazing. I should have said it was Scentbird all along. Did I like hold out on that? That was stupid. No, no, you said it in the beginning. <laughs> I think so. Um, okay. Any hoodles. Um, okay. Next up, I read an article um, that said that I want to know if you're going to be surprised by this. One okay. third of Americans can't name their grandparents by their first names. No. One third. I can't believe that. Right? I can't even. I, that is shocking to me. <laughs> right. Now, are we asking one third of people as adults or as children? I believe, I don't know. Because if, if you're asking five-year-olds. No, it wasn't about that kids. That would be one thing. It but wasn't. if you're asking adults, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I've never met a person who doesn't know their grandparents' name. Right. But maybe... So the article was based on information provided by one of those ancestry sites where people... Uh And they had done, you know, a survey. And it was like, can you... Do you know the first name of your grandparents? So... The, That's mixed results. (laughs) Because you're already assuming that these people are going there in search of... learning more about their ancestry and it's safe to assume that maybe if you were going there you might not know a lot about it Mm -hmm. so yeah you're poking holes in the data yeah okay your pool is a little yeah it's not a representative sample right thank you that's the right word and they were theorizing in the article that maybe a lot of people don't they make the question on the survey didn't give enough sort of leeway for, let's mm-hmm. say, you're adopted. Do you mean, right. do I know my biological parents Correct. or grandparents' names? No, but I know maybe they know their adopted grandparents' names. So, like, they, there wasn't enough wiggle room for people to clarify yeah. whether it, it didn't say biological or anything like that. So I, maybe there's a lot of people like that, and then mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people just don't know. For example, my grandpa used to go by the name Red. His name was Red Meister. He had red hair, and oh. his real name was Earl. So maybe some grandchildren wouldn't know th- what his birth name was or something like that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I don't, yeah, I think that it's it's really the the sampling and the question and all that. There's like you don't this think reminds that's me accurate. kind of a, the porn qu- you know results of like where it's like yeah, but we have to look at who's 
searching and who's asking and right that's what i don't think it's representative yeah i think you're right when you say it's similar to that porn study because it's the same scenario where the even the people that are providing the data aren't giving you all their information because it's like proprietary or whatever totally so yeah because like i know both my grandparents names i've also never used ancestry.com or anything like that because i'm like i'm good i already know my (laughs) i'm all set I'm all set. Somebody else did all the work. I do get tempted to look into that just because it's fun to see, you know, when people came to the States and everything. I was talking to Adam about that because, you know, in England, everyone knows they're English, almost everybody, you know, unless you're, you know, an immigrant or whatever. And that's so funny to me because it's such an important part of the American identity that you're like, well, what's your ethnicity? Well, where are your grandparents from or whatever? That mm-hmm. they just don't have those conversations. They're all from right. England. They've always been from England, and that's We're the end. English. Yeah, the end. <laughs> right. Like, it's weird to me that my son is half full-blooded English. Oh, that's so fun, though. It's so weird. Dual um, citizenship. I know. I'm st- waiting to get that packet back with his passport from England. Yes. It, un- it is unbelievable what it took to get that to happen. I had to send... None of that work I want to do. I I had to send pictures from our entire life with him uh, from birth until today that had me and Adam and Lincoln in the pictures. My actual hard copies. What the crazy one, which I don't even think we talked about in here, is how I was like the si- the person like to sign off on <laughs> right, it, right. and like yes, this is all real. And they were like, no, she doesn't have a good enough job. We weren't, yes. we're not accepting. They needed me to be like a lawyer or a doctor. They're like, oh, she's a student. No, yeah, we don't trust her. They disqualified our application. They disqualified me, and I had to find someone else. Thank you, Matt Neroni, for having a normal job. <laughs> God, can you believe that? I'm like not even. I mean, am I even allowed to be a U.S. citizen? Fuck. Honest to God, I was just telling this to Adam last night. How I have been in the position for over ten years of my life as an adult, where people really don't know what I do. When I was yeah. in grad school, they were like. Uh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm getting my PhD in religious studies. Yeah, but what do you do? That's what they used to say. And then <laughs> they're still going to do that to you for forever. And now it's like that with this. Like I own a business. I have a whole podcast network. And like my mom doesn't even really know what a podcast is. Right. That sucks because I wish I could yeah. be like, here's my factory and here's the <laughs> product I create. But it's all in the ether. And so it's just right. like it doesn't exist. Like, but there's a hundred or two hundred ninety-one episodes. So I get something. no respect, Sarah. None. Oh my god. It's well, so I respect you. Rude. And so do all the brain candy brainiacs out there. Mm. Okay, they're gonna love this. I was reading again in Merriam-Webster because now I'm like obsessed with that website. Yes. Yes. About a thing that we all know exists, but I never knew how to name, which is when a word is plural but is singular, like scissors. Yeah. Or genes. Um, yeah. When there's an S on the end, but it's representing one thing, and it's called plural tantum. Oh. It's that, that word. And they, it was so weird because it's like, you they have an S, but and then they're treated as grammatically plural, like you say, my genes are, not my genes right. is. Yes. Which is odd. And then, like, goggles... It's but all of these things that we're describing, yeah, have a left and a right to have two sides to them, right? 
scissors, pants, goggles, eyeglasses. I'm trying to think of another item that <clears throat> ends with an S that doesn't have like two very clear. Right, like a like noun that ends legs, in an S. Two S. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because there was an example they gave of might have been oh scissors that the the predecessor for scissors was shears and so there was um, an existing plural tantum <laughs> shears that yeah. then scissors took on as well so instead of it being but the noun or the verb form scissor to scissor mm-hmm. <laughs> i know i laughed Which too also has a really funny other I meaning know. I know, because in the article they used it as like a kid scissoring his paper. No, but I'm just stop. thinking about- it's too funny. Stop, stop. It's too like, funny. We are too immature for this word. Way too. Um, but it's just weird because that's um, they take the s off scissor. But mm, they still weird. like when you hear, think of goggles, they it's still referred to as a pair of goggles. Yeah, that's weird. Pair of jeans, man. pair of pajamas. Yeah. Pair of tweezers. <laughs> yeah, right. Tweezers. Good example. Tweezers. Still two sides, though. Am I the only one that thinks this is interesting? <laughs> no, I do, too. And I'm like, now I'm like obsessed with finding out things that, you know what? <clears throat> Even clothes. Good one. Wait a minute. No, but clothes. that's plural. <laughs> Because if you, excuse me, <clears throat> if you had a sweater, you wouldn't say my clothes over there. That refers to like more oh. than one item. Okay, okay, okay. It's okay, all right. Okay. False alarm on that one. Okay. Um, but anyway, Sarah's got to go to work. So we, uh, you know, her non-job that doesn't count for passport right. applications. Totally. <laughs> Correct. So have to go do it. We have to say goodbye. But you don't forget to subscribe. We love it. We read your reviews when we're wasted. And yes. please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever. Um, we love you guys. Love See you, you folks. next Have time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.